Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacey Jones, the founder of Influencer Marketing and Branded Content Agency, Hollywood Branded. This podcast provides brand marketers a learning platform for top experts to share their insights and knowledge on topics which make a direct impact on your business today. While it is impossible to be well-versed on every topic and strategy that can improve bottom line results, my goal is to help you avoid making costly mistakes of time, energy, or money, whether you are doing a DIY approach or hiring an expert to help. Let's begin today's discussion. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Here's your host, Stacy Jones. Welcome to Marketing Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I'm Stacy Jones, and I'm so happy to be here with you all today. I want to give a very warm welcome to Harry Lowell. Harry is an award-winning executive producer, showrunner, television academy member, and president of Night Light Pictures in Los Angeles. He began his marketing and entertainment career with Disney and continues to develop and produce content for some of the biggest brands, networks, and studios in the U.S. and abroad. Today, we're going to talk about the fact that marketing is not business as usual and discuss the importance for brand marketers to develop messaging and content that is authentic and which resonates without turning away potential customers during this time of crisis, as we're experiencing now with COVID-19. Harry is going to share insights on new production techniques that allow content to still be generated, that aligns with current state of social distancing and lockdown limitations, and is still interesting to watch. We'll learn what's been working for marketers from Harry's perspective, what should be avoided, and how some companies just miss the mark. Harry, welcome. I'm so happy you're here today. Thanks for having me, Stacey. Appreciate it. Of course. So, as we were chatting before the podcast began, this is a time where we all have to be super nimble and life has changed so much. Unprecedented. Mm-hmm. And you are now, you know, you have a solid background career in production. I'd love to have you share how you've gotten to where you are today. And then we can dive in and talk about how you are maneuvering and helping brands maneuver through the world of marketing. Sure. Uh, well, I started off uh, working with interpublic group agencies. So mm-hmm. I started off in advertising and, and marketing with them and went to Disney where I really cut my teeth on entertainment stuff as well. Uh, you don't realize how important advertising uh, history and background is because in advertising, you get an amazing background of production, right? So you're doing comedy, animation, stunts, working with celebrities and animals. So you really have a well-rounded production sense. And then Disney filled in the blanks and helped us with the entertainment side of things. So that was how I cut my teeth. That's where I learned uh, communication. And I think for me, uh, as I've grown in my career and, and founded Nightlight, I really, I really love what I do, whether it's a Super Bowl spot or an unscripted TV show or some digital content, even a live event, like a music concert or something, all of it adds, uh, I love the challenge, I love the creativity, I love the people we get to work with in our industry. Uh, I love really smart brands that have the ability to see forward and connect themselves to really good quality programming and, and, um, and communication techniques. And so for me, at the end of the day, I just love making great, awesome communication. And I love, especially when it's challenging. One of our big things for me is I love when we're doing huge, big projects that take us all around the world or uh, new technologies that might uh, help tell a story in a better way. So for me, that's how, where I came from and what I love best about the marketing advertising world and production in general. So you must be loving, since you love challenges, figuring out how <laughs> to produce content when we're all in isolation and people can't get together to act. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is uncharted territory for everybody. And I think that uh, first and foremost, um, you know, it's a tragedy that there are, 
so many people. We have 20,000 deaths in the U.S. It's a global pandemic and, and a lockdown. I think I've never seen anything in my lifetime, and probably many of us won't again, where the entire world is experiencing the same thing all around the world. So there's a lot of uh, hardship going on and a lot of reality hitting people in the face. And it's not just uh, emotional. It's also uh, physical that they're getting sick and then also an economic basis to it. So that's just the kind of reality that we're living in. And so you really have to put in perspective, production needs to take a back seat, uh, marketing needs to take a back seat to what customers, consumers, employees are all facing today. And I think that's going to be the number one thing everyone has to focus on. And then once you kind of, I believe there's always a yin and yang, right? There's, there's, it's, there's tough, difficult things happening. At the same time, I see some amazing humanity and I see some amazing uh, opportunities that that people are uh, showcasing what can be done in this kind of situation such huge creativity technology and just truly creative and what people can uh, accomplish and, and help connect each other globally plus just here in the US so I think there's you know as we settle into this new norm which is continuing to change I think we have to constantly reevaluate where we are what's appropriate what kind of messaging brands and marketers can put out there and what kind of production techniques are are safe and reasonable and won't get a lot of flack for people trying to just buck the system. So with that said, that bucking the system, what mm -hmm. are the opportunities out there? I mean, we're seeing some interesting things happening, like with talk shows right now, they're slowly coming back. We had some late night show hosts for mm -hmm. quite frankly, not doing some awesome content at first, but it's become much more polished and much more awesome. Yeah. Um, from homes, from remote segments, we're having Saturday Night Live just came back and they did their first, you know, non-live but remote um, segment using characters that are already well known to audiences everywhere. And they pulled it yeah. off quite well with most of yeah. their skits. Um, you know, what are people doing that you're seeing as a success and where do you see this going right now? I think all those you gave are great examples because ultimately what's happening right now is uh, we have a new norm. So you have to put aside the way we normally do production, the slick commercial advertising look, the deep focus uh, theatrical looks that we can get in entertainment. And right now, uh, quality is less important than content. So if you look at those shows, John Oliver or Saturday Night Live, the quality is not good. But I don't think anyone cares at this point because what's important is the content is touching who we are and what we're experiencing now all together as a group collectively. And I think what we're trying to look for right now is now that as people are kind of settling in, we know we're going to be here for a while and people need to keep themselves entertained. There are families with multiple kids. There are couples, there are uh, groups of roommates. There's tons of people who are all now looking to how do we get through the day? These are different kind of long days. You know, Monday blends into Saturday, blends into Sunday and Skype and Zoom are now every day. So you can be working a 15 hour day easily. So I think what marketers have to understand from a entertainment and production standpoint is that it's all about the content and being authentic in your messaging because that's what's going to stand out. The quality, the look, the feel is so out the door right now. No one, everyone knows we can't get hair and makeup. I mean, you and I would normally not be sitting on our, I'm in my living room. I'm in my bedroom right now because my wife is in the living room on a conference call. My son is, is doing some schoolwork. So this is the only place I could go. And I normally have hair, but it is a mess right now. So this is the outfit. <laughs> so I think everyone is very forgiving right now. And that's a very powerful message because we've all been really exposed and kind of broken down to who we are. And I think brands who embrace that and are willing to uh, 
show kind of their soul and their ethos are the ones who are going to really weather the storm the best, even if they're have, they're struggling in their, their marketplace. Um, because obviously travel business is very down, but packaged foods and, and frozen foods are very up. And so people are experiencing different norms here, but ultimately uh, being genuine in your messaging uh, and being timely, I think is more important right now than anything else that we've ever experienced. Well, a couple of points there. First of all, as far as you being in your bedroom and being set up, I mean, you have it like perfectly set up. You have this level background, you're framed well. So obviously you're in production, right? So you have the lighting right. Yeah. Just a little. It's not that he's just like, I'm in a corner in my closet hiding. And <laughs> this is my soundproofing of the clothes hanging around me. If you're not watching this and you're listening, it's a very lovely setup. Um, you're welcome. And then, uh, yes, none of us are going to have good-looking hair or nails for quite some time. It just depends, you know, what we have. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, on that note of what you're saying is, will this carry over? When we go back into the real world in our lives, are we going to actually approach it a little bit more casually? Or are we going to jump back into the machine that is all of our lives and just not learn anything and go full throttle and be perfectionists again? Or do you think there might be a softening in a tone? You know, that's really interesting. I personally, I think there's going to be a softening of the tone because I also think we don't know the path ahead. You know, I, we don't know how we're going to, when we're going to get out of this, how gradually or how quickly we're going to get out of it, what phases we're going to go through as we get out of this kind of lockdown mm -hmm. pandemic sort of thinking. And so there's no way to really, uh, act with business as normal. So, you know, yeah. brands are used to saying, let's get some metrics, let's get some focus groups out there. Let's plan 12, 18, 24 months in advance, which is a comfort level for everyone. And then you have some reserved money for spontaneous moments. Yeah. Right now, your entire world is spontaneous because your consumer and your customer is completely unsure what the future holds. Not just the future four months from now, but next week or this week even, yeah. whether they're going to continue to keep their job or with little things were open or not open will make a big difference. So I think in the near term, brands who are going to be able to toss away their, their security blanket of uh, data and metrics and go with their gut. And this is when it's really important to have great partners, great advertising partners, great brand partners, brand managers with agencies who can trust each other to say, let's connect what we know is happening today because tomorrow might be a different scenario and a different reality. You know, things can get better, they can get worse and you have to be willing to move. I think in advertising, we planned for, we were doing Olympic stuff and you know, that was something that was in the plans for a year. And now that's all just, I don't even know where that footage is right now. It's somewhere in a drive in some building that we can't even get into. So to, to finish that up, we wouldn't, we're not even considering it, you know? So now what you have to think about is, uh, being more in the moment and brands who are willing to do that are making a big impact. And I think it's going to stay with consumers when brands are, are mimicking and putting their soul out there and connecting to them in a way that they hadn't done before. And there's some amazing brands who jumped on it quickly and early and it really set the tone for who they are. And that, you know, for us, we, we would want to support that knowing that this brand does a service or a product that we need. But on top of that, this is how they reacted during the coronavirus. It's, important at this point because we will remember this yeah. and you know i think it's interesting with what you're saying you know we are used to market research we are used to mm -hmm. you know re-editing and re-editing and re-editing and doing reshoots because it didn't test well and re-editing some more and do all of those things and that's a lot you of money. You must be in marketing, Stacey, because that's no. very familiar yeah. to me. Yeah. But you know those things cost money and, and, and time 
And I wonder if this is going to help, you know, those those more um, solid in the box brands who typically use those types of metrics and, and who go through processes versus some of the younger, savvier startups and, you know, direct brands who have been more nimble and know how to be more reactive in the social media space, where yeah. this is going to bridge that and allow those brands to actually have a better connection in the future and a better ability to say, we don't have to go back to the old ways. We can actually, you know, go a little seat of the pants here and, and try things. Yeah, it levels the playing field a little bit too, right? I mean, yeah. uh, we work for a lot of Fortune 500 and major brands as well as small boutique, mm -hmm. you know, localized brands. And uh, oftentimes it's always about the spend. Who's got the spend? Who can get the eyeballs? But I think right now it's um, people are trapped, you know, for lack of a better word. And now they're consuming content in a much more vigorous way, even than before, which was already incredibly vigorous. But now we have multiple uh, uh, screens going on with multiple different uh, programs and people cannot continue just to, you know, it was fun to binge watch The Office. But once you've done that and you still have weeks to go within your, your, yeah. your shelter at home, you can't just keep watching half hour. So now you're watching little tiny moments or little YouTube people. And mm -hmm. so all of these things are becoming much more, uh, equal balanced even within the different age demographics you know where it used to be very segmented you know you'd have certain age groups watching long form and certain groups were willing to watch more short form now people are like i got time on my hands i'm gonna check it all out so i do think that it sets the playing field evenly and i do think there are opportunities for brands big and small to um, make a statement whether that's content that they're putting out there or actions that they're doing that elicit great press and PR and, and responses from people. I think there's still a lot of that's going on. I got some great examples of those that just Good. touched me right away. What are some examples? Well, for instance, I thought, here's some things that surprised me. Right away, early on, before most people did anything, Amazon came out with a multi-million dollar uh, project and they said, we're gonna dedicate this money to local businesses in and around our corporate footprint because mm -hmm. the coffee shops, the food shops, we, when we sent our people home, we knew they were gonna suffer. And so we don't want them because they're part of our community. And I thought, what an amazing message. And we use Amazon often for shipping and production and picking things up. It encourages me even more to continue to give and, and support that platform when at a huge corporate high level like that, they are still taking care of the small businesses around there. They have a bit of a heart. They're willing to show who they really are in a time of crisis like this. There's no necessary benefit to them. But that says to me as a consumer, I'm going to support that because if I know that during times of crisis, you're going to reach out and help people like me and like my family, I'd love to support a company like that, big or small. Um, I also thought- it, human it, humanizes, it humanizes, I can't even, human, humanizes them basically. I mean, it makes them less that corporate beast where everyone's like, oh, down with Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. I thought Domino's too, you know, they, Domino's had a big campaign planned for 2020 and what they went ahead and scrapped it all because it was inappropriate for what we're all experiencing right now. You can't have people hugging and having parties and getting together for Cinco de Mayo. It's just not possible anymore that you see that you feel like you're, you're completely tone deaf to what's happening in our world. So Domino's scrapped it all, shot stuff with their employees and they're even doing uh, ads about we'll hire you if you need work for delivery and that we're doing safe non-contact pizza that we can deliver to you. So they have changed their entire messaging without fear of saying, oh, but we've spent all this time on brands and logos and taglines and trademarks. They threw it all out the door and said, this is not what people want to hear right now. 
So they've focused on messages that are contactless and that we're actually hiring. And when would you ever spend broadcast dollars to say we want to hire a, a, a you know, low-level worker cost bit? But the point is they're showing who they are, to your point. I thought that was really great. And then there's some people that did amazing work that had nothing to do with uh, broadcast spots. I thought Four Seasons out of New York said, we're opening our doors. We have no business right happening right now, but all first responders can stay here. We want to take care of you. And again, we do a ton of international work and travel. You'll, you'll see that when we go out and start filming again, once this ban is lifted and we're out there, we're going to make an effort to find some Four Seasons and try to put some crew up there. You know, It's right. nice to see that that corporate company, even though they are struggling, is willing to still give and help support their community, their towns. I thought that was great. And they didn't put any commercials out for that. That was literally just word of mouth, press and PR that they deserved because it was a great decision. And I think uh, even locally to a little tiny company, this is a great example. I saw this on the news in Los Angeles. All the nail salons are closed. Which Trust I'm sure me. My wife is I know. Trust me. I'm my, just in horror. <laughs> my wife is feeling the effect. But what's funny, what's, Amazing is I've never heard about that they have a union and obviously they're all out of work, which is unfortunate. But what they all did is they got together as a group and said, we all have masks and gloves that we use. Let's gather it all together and send it out to all the different hospitals and our first responders here. And they garnered so much press and so much love. And, and it had nothing to do with them doing it for um, a, a communication move, but it was mm -hmm. such a great gesture on their part. Yeah. They have received ridiculous amounts of tweets and emails saying as soon as this is over whole family's coming in even if my husband's never done it before we are supporting you for being out there even though you're unemployed and you guys are struggling just as hard as everyone else but you've found a way to take all this stuff and still donate and give so those are beautiful things even a small localized company can do in a marketing perspective they don't have money to market they don't have money to take out ads but that was in a beautiful gesture that will be repaid and that community will recognize it it's very true so right now, when you are sitting here in a dearth of content where it's just not the land to be bringing in production crews, how is your team approaching this? How are you, and I, and I happen to know for a fact, because our team has spoken with your team, uh, that how have you crafted and created opportunities for brands so that they are quarantine friendly? Yeah. That's, well, you know, as soon as it happened, I think what's great about the people we work with, uh, my wife is, is uh, in charge of our client services. I have a great producing partner named Ari. Everyone got together and we Zoomed and everyone said, what can we do to help out? How can we be helpful here? Because we do work with a lot of crews, both in the U.S. and internationally, and we know they're all going to be suffering and hurting. So mm -hmm. is there a way to still put some, some work together, do something we're proud of, and really truly be in the moment? with what audiences are looking for, what networks are looking for, and is there a way that this connects to brands? So we are very, you know, how, how are there, is there something here that can help people? So we broke it down into a couple buckets and said, there is uh, remote production that we can do. There's safe guidelines that can be followed. Uh, and that limits some of the production that you can do. I mean, some, some work we had done, we were working with uh, traditional shows that were food travel series that traveled all over the, the world. And those are all on hold and hiatus until this clears and, and other countries are open. It's going to be a long time before that show resurrects, unfortunately. And so what we looked at is, well, what's doable right now? What are people looking for and what can we do to 
help lift the spirits. So we, we settled on, there's some comedy stuff we could work on. There's some things that are much more inspirational and emotional. We're seeing beautiful stories of humankind, not only from, from brands, but from humans just being so in, ingenuous. Uh, is that a word? Yeah, it is. It's better than ingenuity. my humanity okay. and humanizations. You did yeah. it better. Spot on. <laughs> well, Good job. We're just making Thumbs up, up words here. And they... <laughs> so we just saw so many things. We're like, we should be telling some of these stories. And so we just talked with all of our individual uh, different keys and thought, who could we still continue to work from a remote pers perspective and, and lessen some of the traditional um, creative requirements that we normally have and find mm -hmm. ways to tell and focus on story only and communicate mm -hmm. that and kind of bring the world a little bit closer together. So we kind of made an initiative, which was sort of a coronavirus positivity initiative and mm -hmm. how can we lift the spirits? And that's how we, you know, because we can do things remotely. We actually just did a, a great, there are some wonderful people out there working like Gallegos United does a lot of multicultural work. And so we worked with the milk board and with them and they wanted to get the word out that there are um, a lot of kids that are not getting meals from school and they wanted to, and now families are struggling. So milk is helping to get the word out that there are websites and places to go that you can help find out where those meals are available to you. So we worked with some celebrities, including Kyle Kuzma uh, from the Lakers to help get that message out. And I think that whole thing had to be done kind of remotely. How could we do that without endangering, being unsafe? Uh, and that's, you can shoot, you can uh, record, you can edit, you can mix. All this stuff can be done remotely now. Thank goodness for the technology. It's obviously different for all of our teams, uh, but it's 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 doable, it's safe, and it keeps people employed, and we're doing something that we're proud of, and that, uh, you know, those kinds of agencies and clients who are willing to uh, put those kind of messages out there, I'm glad we can yeah. find a way to do something safely and help all of us. It makes me feel good that we are contributing to telling those kinds of stories. And are you limited to having to shoot everything on, you know, this lovely Zoom that we're doing? Or are you sending in, you know, do you have cameras that are easy to use that can be popped up and placed? Or, you know, I know there's a lot of technology that people are loving and using beyond the lovely world of Zoom. We love Zoom, love it, but it's not the end all be all for film production. Yeah, I agree. And I think we also want more coverage sometimes too. So even though we want to, um, you can tell a story this way and that's the uh, a quick way we also are finding ways that we can as an example we can ship people microphones so that the audio does not come across audio is such a big storyteller and i think people don't realize that you know just making one slight adjustment to your audio can help the quality of the story it doesn't interfere with your storytelling so we're able to sometimes just you know part of our production now is we buy microphones ship them to celebrities and hosts that we're working with and say just keep it it's not that much money and Ultimately, that's going to give us a better quality that people, you know, will will help them in, in, not engage with the story as opposed to trying to deal with the technology issues we're facing. And same with uh, uh, video. You still get technology issues since, you know, my wonderful Yeti is not working. And so we're using audio from the microphone on the computer. And we're going to see how I have audio quality today. Hopefully not many. Well, so, you know what? It's par for the course right now. And it shows that we yeah. are pushing through coronavirus. Yeah. And it's about the content. You're, you're proving the point right here. Mm -hmm. All about content. Yeah. And same thing with video, too. We are, uh, because we also don't want to cross-contaminate a lot of things, that's why we're sending microphones yeah. and leaving them with people. Uh, same with cameras. If uh, people we're working with are savvy enough, they can help with their own lighting. They can help. With, we can give them direction to that. We even did location scouting using Zoom. So we had mm -hmm. people walk around their house with their 
computer and show us different rooms and say, okay, we're going to film you there. Can you move your lamp over there? And we kind of gave him a sketch of how to do it. So it was very fun. And, and it's more like a college production now, which is interesting yeah. because talent is no longer just expecting to be pampered with hair and makeup and in yeah. a private room. Now they're moving lights around and doing stuff because this is now kind of a uh, all humans together making an effort to make something happen. So we gave them blueprints. We helped them with location scouting. Uh, and we did record with an extra. We asked what kind of cameras they had there. Did they have uh, mm -hmm. anything else that we could use? If not, we were going to send them something that was kind of plug and play preset that they could just turn on. So we'd have yeah. one decent camera that was capturing something over the shoulder and one that was like Zoom. So we're blending different technologies. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. there's a forgiving period of time that will happen during this pandemic where people will forgive how it's being produced in the, in, yeah. in the interest of having timely content. Yeah, well, and the, the positive of this is that you're getting the timely content. The negative of it is the content probably does not have a long shelf life. It's not gonna be content that you are creating and then you're syndicating and you're selling worldwide and it's going to air right. for years to come. And, but that's okay because those are higher production costs to be able to do those types of content options too. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think uh, the costs are also lower. I think that what's yeah. happening is, you know, we are not spending the way we would normally spend. We are not traveling out crews and having DPs with yeah. grips and, you know, a full entourage of people. And there's a place for that. That kind of storytelling is great. It takes us into a fantasy lands or comedies or anything. And I think these types of things are going to be a moment in time, like a time capsule. I'm proud to say we're going to create some of these pieces and that they will be resurrected, but in a different way. They'll be resurrected in more of a memorial type way. In a way, it's like, do you guys remember this time frame that we all lived through? So I think it's going to be not the same as a rerun of a show that we may have produced for Discovery Channel, but I think there'll be an interesting way that these will have a second life at some point. But I feel like right now to build goodwill and to keep people together, this is the time for people who are uh, brands and networks are willing to say, I'm reaching out to you. I'm just going to keep flooding you with reruns of Dick Van Dyke show. I'm going to do some, some content that's not news, but that's going to be relevant to you right now. Well, there's just not that much news to even be able to cover besides COVID. If you've seen our papers, I, our Sunday paper came in and my husband's like, that's the Sunday paper. And it was like this big. <laughs> Yeah, right. I like, like, what are they writing about? There's, there's, we have nothing going on in the world. We're all on hold at the moment. Yeah, really. It's all just human interest stories at this point. It's, yeah. I mean, it's great for the environment. It's interesting for traffic. I mean, it's just, it, it, it's, a, it's offering a whole new world of opportunities too. I'm yeah. home with my son and my, my wife and uh, I love to work from home. So this, to me, they're, they're in my domain now. And it's great opportunity for my son to say, my gosh, I've never been this bored before. And what can I do with this time right now? And it's great to see people just really, really being creative and thoughtful and thinking ahead and trying new things because we really are kind of push the pause button on the world right now. Yeah, it's true. It, and it's, you are a family. It's nice ability to come in together as a unit. It's much harder, I think, if you are living solo in this world. I know we have some team members and interns who live alone. And, you know, they are turning even more so to content because they're looking for ways to engage with anything besides their dog or their cat, if they even have a dog or a cat. If they even do. We, you only know your situation. And so it is amazing to find out others are, we have a distributor out of the UK and her flatmates above her came down, one of them came down in tears, 10 feet away from her and said, I can't live with these people. We've lived together for two years and we never interact because I have the night shift, they have the day shift. 
and we would see each other in little bits and it was super fun. And now they are hating each other. So you don't realize there are situations where people are stuck, you know, they don't have the money or they're laid off and now suddenly people are pushed together and roommates are now becoming like family. And, you know, some people have multiple kids and they're trying to keep their business running. So, you know, none of us planned on cooking three meals a day for everybody. All, all these new things we're experiencing. Fascinating. Yeah. So any additional advice you have for marketers right now on how they should be traversing this landscape? Yeah, I think the key thing is authenticity and being genuine. Um, you know, you, you need, and you need to go with your gut, which is very tough for a lot of them. I think that you need to scrap things, even simple things. If you've got spots running right now that say things like come into our showroom or visit our retailer, all of those messages are, are, affecting consumers dramatically. And because consumers are home and their lives are so in upheaval, uh, consumers are willing to reach out and really throw some shade to those broad, to those um, uh, marketers and brands who are not uh, being genuine to what's happening in this world right now. Um, and at the, at the reverse, people are also really thankful to see brands have a heart and a soul, whether it's on a community level or on a national level with just, Ikea has done some beautiful things talking about home and they scrapped their whole campaign and literally had their ad agency just shoot them all at home. And that became their, their campaign out of Singapore early on. And when everyone was like, why would you do that? They realized what was happening and it's become a huge picked up international program and it's a beautiful message. So I think you marketers need to be aware that uh, the situation is, is for the short term, not going to change. And if it does start to change, it's going to uh, continue to, evolve. So don't think that they're going to flip a switch and we're going to be right back to what we normally do. I think they have to get comfortable with this uncertainty and the uncomfortableness and adjust as our lives adjust, adjust as we slowly get back into what life is going to look like. And to your earlier question, which was great, will we have remnants of this left over? Will people take some of this slowed down pace, this uh, ability to be home with the family? Is this going to become an overriding um, feeling and scenarios. So you need to take that in consideration when you start to plan for your next year's bigger productions and, and, and campaigns. And I think the only thing I want to add to that, and, and I'm sure you're seeing this too, is we're hearing from some, you know, advertisers and brands that, oh, you know, we're trying to take a moment. We're just, we're stopping advertising. We're pulling back. And to me, you know, that's the exact wrong thing that you don't want to do. You don't want to take yourself off of, um, out of sight. You know, this is still a time where you can create that touch point where you can still brand build. And you don't want to necessarily let your competitors get in there and gain traction. You're disappearing from the world right now. Yeah. I think uh, I saw some great stuff from the NHL. So let's think about that brand for a second, right? This is the end of the NHL. This okay. should have been their Stanley Cup playoffs, should have been the highest ratings. This is what they live for. This is where they make their money. And yet it's done. Their season is over and you're not going to see them again for a long time. So they could have easily pulled back, saved some money, but instead they went ahead and shot a lot of the high level NHL stars and had them give messages to their fans, how much they miss them, how much they miss being on the ice to see them. Uh, and the NHL is also encouraging and giving uh, the players room to go into their communities and help support and tweet about it and donate. And so the brand is saying, I'm taking a bigger, you have supported us for so long as a community, as a brand, we are now giving back to you as best we can in a, in a safe and environment as possible. 
Um, and I think that's the kind of messaging that brands need to do. And especially in NFL, I mean, most brands are year round, but when you look at an NFL or a baseball, they are seasonal only. And you do have some off season stuff that happens, but ultimately you have a particular season in which you exist. And those brands like NHL is not shying away from taking broadcast time just to simply say, we miss playing for you. And just to know we're here for you and we're doing what we can in our local communities where each of these uh, franchises exist. And I thought that's the kind of, you know, strong leadership from a brand that needs to be out there. The individual uh, uh, teams are also doing things, but as a whole, the NHL said, we're going to take time to show the fans and the world that we're with them. We understand what they're going through and we're there. So I think your point is really well taken and those brands will benefit later because people are paying, paying attention to this and this will end at some point, this pandemic will, and the lockdowns will be over. And those beautiful images and those brands that were willing to be heartfelt and reach out to us, we're going to pay them back. All of us are. And I agree with that. I have to ask you, are you a Kings fan? I'm a Blackhawks fan, but I am a Kings fan because I live here now. So yes. (laughs) Your colors, your colors are great for the Kings. Go Kings, go. It's You're dressing the part of the Kings. You're dressed to the part. <laughs> You're supporting the NHL. <laughs> I could have been Raiders, but you, uh, we went NHL, so there you go. That's uh, yeah, okay. no, that, okay. they're, they're my secondary team because I'm here now, but I do enjoy watching the Kings. I also really like, um, you know, this is hard to say because people, you need to choose in the LA, but I like the Ducks as well. The parking is much ah. better. Yeah, the parking is much better, but it's so much nicer just to take an Uber. To the Staples Center, true. if you're here, in LA. fast and quick. Yeah, I, yeah. I love just the original teams, though. I love going back to New York and we're there and and seeing a Rangers game or a Bruins game. I mean, I just love seeing those old school teams. You know, it just brings back memories of catching those games once in a while when they were on or seeing them live in Chicago. Oh, it's just the the fast pace, the action. It just that's one of my favorite sports. Uh, it's it's our household's favorite sport as well. So is, oh, I had no idea. So is soccer, English Premier League. We have a lot of sports going on here. But yes, I really lose a lot sports. of money in mm-hmm. my fantasy Premier League. So mm-hmm. there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say, Harry, it was really great having you on today and having you give those insights. I think it leaves everyone with a lot to be able to think about and ponder and understand. And so how can people learn more about your production company and what you do? Where should we be sending people find you? Well, I mean, my company is basically business to business. So you can always look up nightlightpictures.com spelled N I T E L I T E pictures.com. We put some stuff up there, but most of the stuff is just on television. So we try on my Instagram, which is, at Good Producer, we'll sometimes post up some shows or programs or uh, pieces that we're really proud of that are up there. So we'll just kind of promote them where we can. We try not to be too, uh, uh, if, what's funny is we're in marketing and advertising, but we don't like to promote ourselves. We really focus on getting the word out there for our, our partners, our networks, our brands that we kind of work with our clients. That's kind of the more important thing for us. Okay. Well, I wish you and yours a very safe harbor and making sure that you're Sun has lots of things to do besides just stream content over the next many weeks that are ahead of you. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. Or you might go a little crazy, but you know, at least there's content to watch. That's what's great about content. You can always watch it. Well, he's taken an initiative. I really love seeing that. I mean, he's started a little mini job cleaning up things for the elderly around the neighborhood and taking, you know, moving things back and forth and delivering things. So he's found all kinds of really clever ways. And I'm taking a, a page from his book about how, 
creative he's been and finding useful ways to do his time. And thank you for having me, Stacey. I really appreciate it. During this time, I thought it was really unique that we got to talk about this particular topic. So thank you for having me on. Of course. Well, Harry, thank you. And to all of our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Marking Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. I look forward to chatting with you on our next podcast. Until then, please be safe. <laughs>